Hi, Arpit. Welcome back. How are you? Hey, Jay. I'm doing well. Season two, episode two for us. Indeed, indeed. We're back and this time towards the fag end of Porter Gavaskar, but also what seems like many other test matches going on along with the usual bevy of, of 2020 tournaments. Of course, test matches and test match season is always fun to be around before we get into the more shorter form of cricket where when IPL takes over. Absolutely. So but the last time we spoke was just before Bodagavaska started. We're now at the fag end. So fourth test. Today is day four. So what's been your take on, on the series so far? Jans, first of all, I think given our editing record, this probably goes out <laughs> after the IPL is also over. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think Bodagavaska trophy has Constantly lived up to its hype. I think the first two tests were so it was just fun away, fun intended that we just yeah. didn't have time to absorb it. I think yeah. Harsha Bhogle on air mentioned that this is that when when the fourth test started, or I think day one or day two, that was literally the seventh effective day of test match cricket that was being played when three yeah. test matches were over and you should have been on day sixteen effectively. So it felt pretty short. We haven't had so much action. So I, I've been left craving for more. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, at the end of the day, India versus Australia are two of the best test teams in the world. So you are getting to see the best test cricket as you can. So I've enjoyed it so far. How about you? Yeah, no, I, I realized you should just stop stop doing any predictions or previews. If someone had told me there would be no Pat Cummins, no David Warner, Ashton Agar would be back home at this point, like, you know, Josh Hazelwood would have been back home, not playing a single test match. And we would have had like, you know, Nathan Lyon, Todd Murphy, and a guy called Anthony, you know, leading the leading the spin spin ranks for, for, for Australia. I, I thought you would be bad. So we should just stop stop doing predictions and, and previews and just, just enjoy the action. On a serious note, I, I really enjoyed it. I think obviously the pitches have come in for a lot of, a lot of questioning and a lot of discussion but i think the quality of cricket has been has been pretty good and i've been really impressed with you know the the bowling obviously but also some of the quality of batting that that we've seen through through the series despite the low scores and of course ahmedabad so far has been has been a happy outlier to 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 the first three tests yeah so let's 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 not wait for it let's get into the meat of it so the biggest discussion around this test series has been about the pitches. So we always knew this is going to be a spin-friendly yep. wicket. There's no surprises there. We also knew mm. that it will aid, it will not have as much assistance to fast bowlers. Sometimes you can have pitches that can be assisting to fast bowlers in the beginning and then become spin-friendly, but we knew that's not going to be the case. Yeah. But we probably, as, as the Indian <clears throat> ecosystem of cricket, has chosen a far more extreme scenario where the third ball of the day pitches and takes away some part of, of the pitch with it. Uh, we've heard so many opinions that this is not cool. India should not be doing this. This is not fair contest between bat and ball. Where are you on this? Yeah, look, I mean, <clears throat> first of all, just taking a bit of a step back, it, it is true that in the last, you know, three or four years, home teams have done, have had somewhat one-sided series that they've, they've played, right? And I think that is one of the, you know, fallouts of having the World Test Championship because Every test match, whether or not the series is live or not, matters. And so teams are just going about maximizing home advantage in whatever way they can. So <clears throat> we have to acknowledge that while the World Test Championship was created to give relevance to each and every test match and each and every series, regardless of what the scoreline is, 
It also means that teams are going to try and maximize the amount of points that they can get. And you can argue that, you know, someone like a, like a Sri Lanka are still in the running and they've done equally well at home and they've been a formidable force at, at home. So that I think is, is, is point one. Point two is I, I do think that, you know, around the world, conditions matter. And we've had, you know, a couple of our of our pitch rapper episodes talking about how cricket is such a unique game where conditions matter so much, the, the, the weather matters so much, the pitch matters so much and so on. And so, you know, I only think it's fair that we see diversity in terms of, you know, the kind of pitches we get as well. You know what to expect when you go to Australia. We know what to expect when you go to South Africa. We know what to expect when we go to England. So therefore, you know, we should have characteristics that make up India, Sri Lanka, Pakistan also reflected in the in the kind of pitches that are that are produced. And then finally, I mean, I don't think we should ignore the work that the fast bowlers are doing, right? So, you know, for example, in the first test match, within the first two overs, the first two wickets were taken by the two Indian fast bowlers, Mohamed Shami and Mohamed Siraj. That's right. And two quality test match dismissals, right? Khwaja, LBW, second ball, you know, David Warner, you know, off stump peg back, you know, classic fast bowlers dismissal. So we shouldn't ignore the fact that, you know, fast bowlers can thrive and they can do a good job. Yes, their role might be more limited compared to England, but we say the same thing about spinners in, in England or in some parts of South Africa, where we say they just come in to fill in a few overs in the middle. In, in India, the Indian seamers have clearly shown that they can do a good job. So we should, we should acknowledge that as well. So according to me, it's all a fallout of being more results-oriented. Do we want three-day test matches? Probably not, and we can, we can get into that. But equally, I do think conditions do need to reflect the, the ground and the, and, and the country that you're playing in. Yeah, so I think I partially agree with you where I yes, conditions should favor the home side and even more so given the World Test Championship. But I don't see a world in the past where India was not pin-friendly. India mm. was home-friendly. India has been pretty much a fortress for our for our cricket team for a long, long time. I don't remember us losing a series in the last 8-10 yeah. years. So yeah. we have been a fortress for a large part. But what we're seeing right now is these super spin-friendly pitches, I have major concerns with them a couple of reasons, right? One is uh, you cannot keep saying that there is a ball which has a name on it. So mm. you kind of go play aggressive cricket because you don't know when you'll get like this really cutter of a ball in your bond. That's not how test cricket should be. Everyone mm. has a different style of play. Test cricket is welcoming to a Rishabh Pan and so is it to a Pujara. You can't mm. ask Pujara to play Pun's game just because there is a bo- there's a ball with his name written on it. That's mm. my first issue, right? Which is it is mm-hmm. forcing years of test match development in, in a batsman or a batter mm. Uh, mm. To, to play very differently now. So that's kind mm. of the first issue I have. Mm. The second issue that I take away with this is if you want it to be home friendly, when you make it this pin friendly, you have almost negated the advantage that India's pin bowling actually has. So mm. if you actually have Ashwin, Gateja, and Akhtar, who probably are like premier spinners in the world right now, mm. they should be outperforming Nathan Lyon, Todd Murphy on every track they play on. And we're mm. seeing Ashwin do that in Ahmedabad very clearly. Mm. So mm. when you have a premium skill set, if mm. you do not make the surface to assist as much, that delta mm. shows up much more per se. But if you mm. make the surface get so much assistance, there is hardly any incremental value that a premium bowler can provide. Mm. And, and that's why it, 
I, I keep saying this for test matches and one days, but for test matches, India's bowling has has a has a premium skill set which needs mm-hmm. to be given as given that to showcase. Similarly, in one days, you cannot be making flat batting track because mm-hmm. India's batting advantage again because of a batting practice is flat. India's batting advantage does not show as much. So you will mm-hmm. see India will easily win those two fifty, two sixty odd <laughs> one day games, but they will really have to contest for the games where there's three fifty and three sixty on the board. Mm. And the third is just for test match legacy and long term test match cricket. Mm. The the idea is test matches are won when you win seven sessions. There are fifteen sessions yes. in a test match. You win you win a test match when there are six to seven sessions. If you win three to four, you could still lose a test match. And yeah. that is what makes test match special because it can flip over over the period of five days. Mm. But in India, when you have only two days or three days. You win yeah. a test match by just winning three sessions, because mm. the one or two sessions you win are almost game changing. You'll have the mm. more often thirty-six all-out session where mm. you where the game is over. You can not come back from that point, but that will never happen in a set in a test match which is fifteen session long. So mm. those are kind of my three reasons why I feel India has gone way too extreme, and it actually yeah. does us more harm than good. Yeah, no, I think it's a very interesting take. It it actually made me think about why we are in the situation that we are, particularly with this series, right? So interestingly, Rahul Dravid's first Test match as India coach was this match between India and New Zealand in Kanpur, right? And New Zealand had to bat out the last day to draw the Test match, and India had taken the ninth wicket with twelve overs to go in the day, and the tenth wicket basically blocked out the twelve overs, and that match ended up being a draw. Now, India had won that match, and all the other results had gone as per you know what had what had happened. Coming into this series, we would have already been in a position where we would have qualified. So, because we came into the series with this need to have to win at least three Test matches outright, I think it also influenced the way that the that the pitches were created. But in a way, you've almost equalized it because even even an average spinner, quote unquote, and no disrespect to Lyon Murphy or 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 Kunaman could could maybe become you know closer in terms of their output whether their skill is the same or not is something something to be debated. So it's funny how you know something that happened two two years ago and those twelve overs where India couldn't take take that final wicket may have resulted in in what's happening today. But I, I certainly agree with you. A Test match is meant to be played over five days. It's meant to see some some seesaws. We saw we saw it to some extent in Delhi, for example. India were seven down. You know the match could have been on a knife edge, but then. within a matter of one session it turned on day 3 the first session basically australia collapsed and the, and the match was over you you don't want to see that you would do still want to see hard fought test matches for example with the ahmedabad match you never know i mean it may well peter out to be a draw but it may also happen that in one session australia gains the upper hand or or india comes back after taking a lead in the first inning so you do want to see that contest happening over over 5 days time so i think that 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 debate will will go on the good thing is whichever two teams make it to the world test championship final it is a neutral venue it is over 6 days so hopefully we don't need 6 days but hopefully we get to see a, a good contest over over 5 days but i do think this this debate over over pitches will will rage on and till we have a format like this which which rewards percentage points and so on teams may still want to take as much advantage advantage quote unquote as possible and and skew the conditions in their in their favor i certainly yeah. hope they don't water one side of the pitch and you know do, <laughs> do those kind of things but but beyond that yeah i mean to to some extent it's kind of the diversity i want to see in in test cricket Interesting. And and when I was discussing the same point with another friend of mine, he brought <clears> up a very interesting test match. He he always uses the example of Karun Nair's 300 test match, 
mm. uh, the one where he scored 300 yes. because yes. that's a classic example where england actually made 400 odd runs uh, in india and yes. it was karunaya's batting proficiency that came out india scored 750 odd and then india won went on to i think win by an innings if i'm not wrong we did um, we did yeah right. so it shows that the pitches were friendly for indian batsmen and indian spinners but England as a team did not feel like they're completely out of it. They did end up making 400 on that wicket. Absolutely. I mean, and look, the same thing that probably happened in the last Test series that India lost, right? It was against England. The pitches were competitive. They weren't like ranked turners, right? And England spinners were just better. They just showed more skill than India. Panesar and Graham Swan just showed better skill than the likes of Oja and 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 Harbhajan at that time. So you know, we have to give credit where where credit is due. And so pitches which allow you know the bowlers and batsmen to bring out their skills naturally better do make for do make for better test cricket you know it's just that with with this final final on on the line i think we may have we may have tilted it a little bit too much in in one i think while we're on bct i would love your thoughts i'm not sure if how accurate i read these reports but the report said that india pretty much did not reveal what the pitch was to the australian team there were almost yes. two pitches prepared until the final day almost yes. of equal preparation overall yes. one with being very spin friendly and very similar to the first two tests and one the actual surface we're seeing was that true what do you think that the goal is how does that play out yeah look i mean what i read was two days to go to to the test match there were at least in ahmedabad there were two pitches that were prepared that had rollers that had that had been watered one was much greener the other was much drier and both were made to look like there was a, there was a chance that either of them could be could be used and and steve smith and australia were curious because it's never happened that two days to go before a test match you don't know what the actual playing surface is now you may still leave some grass on the surface and then cut it off on the day before but it's all in it's never at least in steve smith's there that in his entire test career he'd never seen that but the clue for the australian team was what happened after they left the ground and the indian team were were practicing where both rahul dravid and rohit sharma asked for one particular pitch to be uncovered and saw and and you know and and then covered it back up again so i think again in, in india and then the other thing that happened was then the broadcasting crew started to install their their broadcasting cameras on on either end and then once you saw where the where the cameras were placed it then gave you an idea that okay this is the pitch that's going to be used which ended up being as expected the the drier of the two pitches the the greener pitch was basically after that point not not considered to be for the test match so again you can call it mind games you can call it you know <laughs> taking every single advantage i i'm not one to complain i was just curious how it played out but does that impact in your in your opinion did it impact the way australia picked its team because clearly given the way the surface is played out i at least we don't know what the result will be but at this point i do feel australia is a bowler shot they yeah. their fifth bowler is Cameron Green yes. they're playing three spinners on a not so spin friendly track uh, while mm-hmm. we had two legitimate seam bowlers in, in form of Umesh and, and Shami does do you think that the, the pitch influenced it or australia would have gone with this 11 irrespective it's it's interesting because for about 80 overs yesterday australia's pace bowlers were going at four runs and over the spinners were going at two runs and over and india overall was at about just under three runs and over in terms of run rate so the spinners were giving australia a lot of control and secondly you know australia had cameron green who had given them 114 runs as as a batsman so for them to bring in a scott bolan to exert even more control yes that would have helped but that would have meant that their that their batting lineup would have been severely impacted as well so it it is hard i i doubt australia would have made a change even if they had even if they had seen the seen the greener pitch i do think that the three spinners gave them excellent control they all had their 
their moments when they were when they troubled the batsmen and at the same time they made run scoring really hard so i mean yesterday was one of those days it was a saturday at home and i could finally watch 3 4 hours of uninterrupted press cricket so i watched that very attritional second session and and also the third session where india were barely going at 3 and over and i think all three spinners did the job that they were supposed to do. so i doubt australia would have had a change of a change of lineup and and yes they they would have obviously loved to have another seam bowling option but the spinners are are doing the job and so far they've kept india to un- under 300 after bowling almost 100 overs so you know they they've kept themselves in the match despite not taking you know more wickets than they probably wanted to one thing that came to my mind is when you said i have chance to see test cricket for 3 to 4 hours uninterrupted is my habit is because you're in the us you probably can see one session max one and a half session and then you have to go to bed um, mm-hmm. my tendency is to wake up the next morning and watch highlights of of yeah. this match cricket and i have to say it nowhere res- replicates the experience of watching a test match right there's like t20 one day can be shown well in highlights test match yeah. cannot be and that's what we thinking is what is the right way to to show a test match highlight because right now highlights refers to wickets boundaries yes. and pretty much any oohs and ah moments like drop catches etc what's the right way if if you had to recreate a highlights package for a test match a single day of test match how would you go about it yeah it's so cool i actually had the same thought yesterday when i was watching because <laughs> you know we had cheteshwar pujara who have, who made i think 40 runs of 122 deliveries and at one point he was like 30 runs of 95 deliveries and they started showing a highlights package of pujara and pujara had hit two boundaries that's it right and so they were just showing him he like nudging the ball and nurling the ball for twos and threes but for me that's not the highlights of of the pujara innings pujara innings is about how does he get to the pitch of the ball to a spinner how does he dead bat it you know he has that little hop and tries to smother smother the spin he tries to meet the ball as close to after it has pitched as possible with the fast bowlers you see that his head is exactly over the ball when he's when he's forward defending you know mitchel stark was starting to reverse the ball in the second session how how pujara started to play closer to his body so for me those are the probably the passages of play that you would want to you know talk about and for me the highlights would be how do you how would you narrate the story of the day rather than to your point showing boundaries and sixes and for me even the way australia's field settings were changing and steve smith especially in the second and the third session was extremely creative with the way he was changing his fields if at two times an over he would sometimes change the field it was clear he was doing it sometimes with the bowler's consent sometimes he was doing it without <laughs> asking the bowler just you know putting putting two covers putting two mid wickets putting a super straight almost almost a straight long on right next to the non striker when shubman gill was batting so i think those are the things which probably for me make up highlights in a test match rather than watching the the boundaries and sixes and same way for the for the bowlers as well you know you love to see how bowlers are gripping and releasing the ball the angles at which they are they are delivering when you see likes of an ashwin bowling even mitchell stark yesterday you know mitchell stark at one point started bowling cross seam and he saw that reverse swing had gone away so he was trying to put more slower balls he was trying to pitch the ball such a way that he could see what the pitch could do in terms of in terms of taking some some swing off the pitch so those kind of things i think would make for a much much more interesting interesting set of set of highlights i i think some of the more hardcore cricket fans would would want to you know how, what's what's your take on on highlights i completely agree i mean i i literally that and i don't think it's too hard to do and i don't think it's too bad an idea i hope someone's listening and actually execute as you said it's about putting together a narrative of what happened during the day and the phases of play and who was on top and what did they try to do to get the to to keep the advantage uh, the only other thing to add on is 
I would love to see when you said about seat placement is generally there's a plan in place, which is mm. I'm going to be bowling short or I'm going to mm. be bowling full. And at what point of the day that was done, for example, when Mitch Stark came in fresh, you obviously want a fast bowler to bowl short early in his spell. When he's not tired, he can put in a lot more. And at that point, I think Shubman Gill was given a, a deep fine leg, a, yes. a deep square leg, and yes. a, a, a regular square leg. And Shubman Gill, knowing where the ball is coming, began to step outside his leg stump and squatting, uh, and squatting the ball down on, on the off because there was just one fielder there. That's that, right. for me, was absolutely brilliant to see that what's the bowler planning, what's the captain planning, and how's the batsman countering it. And it may not yeah. result in boundaries, but that's what I want to see as test match highlights. Yeah, indeed. And that's what I mean. I mean, the dispatches are not about runs scored or wickets taken. It's about these passages of play where it's this cat and mouse between the batting the batting side and the fielding side. And it was fascinating that 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 second session for me to watch, especially Shubman Gill and Pujara navigate and to see Stephen Smith trying absolutely everything in those conditions and 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 in the searing heat. Just reminded me of times when I was younger and used to used to watching six hours of, of test cricket in a day. That's awesome. What do you want to talk about next? Yeah, look, I mean, we've got we've got a few minutes. I've been watching this this last week or so has been the WPL. Obviously, a seminal moment for for world cricket, if not if not Indian cricket. So, you know, curious to see if you've been following it at all. You know, if you had any if you had any thoughts based on what you've seen so far and how you expect the tournament to pan out. For me, yeah, I think similar. It's it's probably a pretty pivotal moment in women's cricket to have a women's IPL. I have just been following scores, haven't watched matches overall. For the one thing I, I'm feeling a lack of is team chemistry to come through because I guess True. one of the things you'll see in men's cricket is they are fairly used to leaving their regular national team setup and going and playing with with other sort of uh, team members yeah, across teams, the world. Yeah. Yeah. Teams. I think women are still getting used to that where they might have a slightly different role than what they're regularly used to playing at. They might have to play with a different 10 members around them. And that's something I've seen a little getting used to. It's something about RCB being RCB. But the one impressive thing that I noticed is women's IPL is experimenting with yes. getting batters and, and in fact fielders to challenge an umpire's call for no balls yeah. and wides. And yeah. it's fascinating because we've seen almost wanting his team to come back in the middle yeah. of the T20 innings because a no ball was not called his way. What do you think is the impact of this? How do you think it will play out going forward? Yeah, no, I mean, I remember you pointed this out, you know, during the week when we were exchanging messages and, you know, that was one of the games that I actually hadn't watched the highlights of. And then I went back and watched it. It was the first game where the chasing team actually successfully chased the target. And it was because in the last over, they needed, I think, eight of three. And then they thought it was a taught ball and it ended up becoming seven of three or six of three. And then, you know, because they they asked for a DRS for the, for the wide call and they got the wide. And then they ended up, the chasing team ended up winning the match. So, I think it is it is a it is an interesting development. I've always wondered why is it only dismissals that you can go to the DRS system for? It also means it makes the game a little bit slower, which I which I don't like because especially in the moment you want to make sure that you have you know the momentum going and the, the game flow not being interrupted, and it also makes the game a little bit more mechanical. So it takes away some of that discretion that the umpire has where they think maybe the batsman has moved a bit close to the close to the delivery and so that has to be taken into account and not just the tram line so it takes out a bit of that judgment and that and that unknown factor and but finally if it also means that 
you don't have the likes of a team captain running on and insisting that the team comes away i remember ms dhoni once also did that in one of the final overs in one of the ipl games same as what rishabh pant did if it means that teams keep to that spirit of cricket a bit more i think it can only be a, a good thing because it the stakes are so high nowadays that you, matches should not be decided over over such fine margins so i i think it's it's going to be interesting i'd love to see how it pans out yeah i i welcome this change to be honest with and with you on the point that why should dismissals only be as part of review system it's a decision review system and all yeah. decision should come under it and i'm not yeah. as worried about the game lengthening per se because at the end of the day the number of reviews are finite so True. um you use them for your wickets or you use them for your wide that that's for you to manage strategically yes but uh, yeah as long as the number of reviews don't go up i am in favor but i agree with you that when the last overs get tight yeah. uh, we'll we'll end up seeing a lot more reviews get used up towards the end and it almost becomes like those nba games which yes. you see where they keep calling timeouts and frustrating and frustrating the audience the opposition because of, of break in play and that's not something i'd want to see in cricket yeah no it should be really interesting but i think as you said it's been a surprisingly high scoring tournament so far that's been one of my takeaways there have been i think 3 200 plus scores scored so far i think it's like a record for any for any 2020 tournament there have been some amazing individual performances and you know you're right while while all these teams have come together very very recently it does but it still shows that sometimes you know just having a group of stars doesn't mean you're going to get the best results rcb being being the example right now where they they are unfortunately struggling a lot but it's still impressive to see all of the top stars playing and and hopefully we get to see a, a good finish and i also like that at least for this year that the matches are all in two venues so they're all happening in mumbai so you know teams are not traveling around and so on i know i know people in bombay are are quite excited about it and a lot of people are going to the games so it creates a, that little bit of momentum and that and that excitement within the city so more power to the tournament and hopefully this is the first of much much better better things to come yep great look on that note you know good luck to india for the for the rest of the two days and hopefully this means we are successfully through to the the men's team i mean successfully through to the bodagavaskar makes it 3-1 in bodagavaskar and goes through to the final we shall come back and analyze whatever happens both here and also in the other in the, in the other series that are going on absolutely thanks dan fun talking all right cheers bye